Praise the Lord. Amen. Good morning. Sunday morning. Praise God. Um, next to the last Sunday in August. Amen. I thought it was the last Sunday, but it's the last, next to the last Sunday. So we praise God for that. Um, but uh, good morning to everybody. And we praise God for being here on this morning um, in our right mind. Praise God. Maybe know it's good to be clothed in your right mind. Yes. And speaking about being clothed in my right mind, my ring was in my pocket. <laughs> I put some lotion on. My wife was looking at me like, "You better get in your right mind." Praise God. <laughs> Were you doing that, babe? No. Oh, okay. Maybe that was just my imagination. Running away with me. Y'all don't know that song. <laughs> praise God. But um, we praise God on this Sunday morning because God is still good and He's on the throne and. And he continues to reveal himself to us in the ways that we need it. And we praise God for that because, you know, God is not a one-size-fits-all. Like, you know, I'm just going to do what I do and everyone needs to just adjust and adapt to it. Not to say that God adjusts and adapts to us, but he speaks to us and he has a relationship with each one of his children individually. And that's a blessing because that means that your relationship with God has layers of richness and, and a depth of, of comfort and, and, and of all kinds of good things that someone else may not have. Right. They may just have something different than you, but God is not just, you know, um, treating all of us exactly the same because he knows where we are. He knows some of us are a bit stronger. Some of us are uh, not as strong at a particular time. He knows um, some of the concerns that we've had. He knows the past that we've, you know, that we've gone through and the effects that that has on our present. And he deals with that. So God is good. And he's dealing with each one of us in our individual um, ways. And so we praise God for that. And I, and I just pray that you continue to reach out to God, believe in him, um, trust in him and know how much he loves you. Amen. Okay. That he truly loves you. Amen. Not only today, but he's loved you with an everlasting love. Praise God. He loved you even before you got here. Amen. And so we praise God for that. Um, today, we really are going to go to the easiest book to find in the Bible. We really are. Okay. Uh, because we're going to the book of Genesis. And I will say this. If anyone who's been in, in one Bible study, one Sunday school, one Sunday service, if you can't find the book of Genesis, oh gosh. <laughs> amen. Book of Genesis, easiest book to find in the Bible. It's in the beginning, praise God, it's the first book. And so we're going to go there. And we're going to really make it easy too, because we're going to go to Genesis, the first book of the Bible, and we're going to go to chapter 1. Amen. And we're going to make it even easier than that. We're going to go to verse 1. So we really are in the beginning, right? First book of the Bible, first chapter, first verse. Amen. That's where we're going to start today. So if you have your Bibles, turn there with us so that we can read together. Praise God. So it says, it says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. 
and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Amen. Amen. Let's praise God for the reading of his word. Let's let's pray this morning. Father, we bless your holy name yes, today. Father. And we just thank you one more time. This is the day that you've made. And Father, we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Father, we believe by faith in the Son of God that this day is full of promise, potential, yes, and all Father. the goodness and abundance of God. Father, we pray that we will receive everything that you have for us on this day. And that God, in our receiving, that we will be a blessing unto others and we will bring glory to your name. Yes, Father, we God. count you as good, we count you as faithful, and we just thank you, God, for all that you are doing and all that you shall do. Father, I pray now that you will bless all of us here today to receive from you that which you have for us. Let us receive it with gladness, with joy, yes, and with Father. understanding. Father, I thank you one more time for the supreme privilege to share your word. But Father, I can't do it without you. So I pray for the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to lead me, to guide me, and to speak through me. That, Father, that the truth may come forward and free us all. Father, we just thank you and bless you now for what you're about to do. And we give you all the glory and yes. all the praise in Jesus' in name. Jesus name. Amen. 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 So we um, read Genesis chapter 1 verses 1 through 4, and we're talking today, the topic that we're going to use today um, is getting the answers you need, getting the answers you need, and at this particular time in our walk on this earth, there are so many of us, in fact, I believe it's safe to say that all of us need some answers today, because there's a lot of confusion there's a lot of noise. There are, there are a lot of conflicting viewpoints out there. There are a lot of people speaking. And there are things that are just inundating us from all angles. You add to that our emotions getting stirred up. Our passions getting stirred up. Um, we have concerns. Some people are confused. Some people are afraid of the future. Um, Many are paralyzed by that fear, not knowing whether they should go to the left or to the right. Um, there's just a lot going on out there, a lot of questions, and there's a need for answers. And not some pat answers, not, you know, cliche answers, okay. not churchy answers, not, you know, slogan answers, real answers. Real problems deserve, in fact, demand real answers. And real answers come from a real God. And God has the answers that you need to whatever question you have. Yes. Um, what he wants to share with us today is how to go about getting those answers. Uh, God wants to answer you. Amen. Uh, whatever question you have that's burning on your heart on this morning, question or questions, plural, because I would have to believe that in this particular tumultuous time, <clears throat> that there are many questions on your heart, many questions on your mind, 
And the good news is that God wants to answer them all. Amen. He even wants to answer some questions that you haven't asked yet. Um, God wants you to know. He wants you to know what is his good, acceptable, and perfect will. He wants you to know the way to walk in. He wants you to know and to have the wisdom of God and to get the wisdom of God. And with all you're getting, get understanding about what it is that you need to do right now. Mm -hmm. um, and so God wants to talk to us today about getting the answers we need. Um, we start in the book of Genesis today in chapter 1, and we read verses 1 through 4. And in these verses, uh, we find the first recorded act of God. I say recorded because I don't know what God did before this, mm -hmm. and neither do you. And sometimes we like to say this was the first time Jesus did something. This was the first time God did something. I think the way really to look at it is that the Bible offers us, as it pertains to this, this is the first recorded act of God. Yes. Mm -hmm. right? um, and his first recorded act was speaking light into a formless, empty, dark expanse right god looked and he saw this formless empty void dark expanse <clears throat> and he spoke into it and what did he speak into it he spoke light into it and once he spoke light glory to god he saw light god speaks things and he sees the things that he speaks mm -hmm. Yes. Right. He says, my word doesn't return to me void, but it accomplishes that which I please. And it prospers in the thing whereto I sent it. God says, when I speak a thing, I see the thing. According mm -hmm. to God. So he spoke light and he saw light and he called the light good. So from the beginning, then we know that. And we understand that light is from God. Amen. And that light, <clears throat> excuse me, and that light is good. We know those two things. That light is from God and that light is good. And what we also know, especially if you read the Bible and you've read the Bible, we've all read the Bible to varying degrees, but we also know that light or, or, or darkness, I should say, is not good. Mm -hmm. And I want to take a few minutes um, to talk a little bit about darkness and light um, uh, as, as, we, as we delve into it. Just take a few minutes here to talk about darkness and light. Um, we know, for example, that darkness is associated with evil. Right. We know that there are many scriptures that talk about the you know the connection between darkness and evil in fact paul in um ephesians chapter 6 when he told us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood he said we wrestle against principalities and powers and the rulers of the darkness yes. of this mm -hmm. world mm -hmm. and spiritual wickedness in high places the rulers of the darkness of this world satan and his demonic forces they rule the darkness. Yes. Evil is associated with darkness. Satan is associated with darkness. And God is light. 
God is love. God is light. Satan is darkness. He's evil. God is good. Satan is evil. God is light. Satan is darkness. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's why um, Paul talked about, but Satan's a deceiver. Mm-hmm. Because in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul says that Satan masquerades as an angel of light. Why does he have to masquerade as an angel of light? Because he's darkness, right? but he's a deceiver. And so he wants to trick us. He wants to trick us that he's on our side. He wants to trick us into believing that he has our best interests at heart. Right. He wants to trick us into believing that he's good, but he's not. He's evil. He's darkness. And so he masquerades mm-hmm. as an angel of light. That's, that's 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. Verse 15 says, and his angels or his, his, his demons masquerade as ministers of righteousness. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's all a trick. It's a deception. Satan tries to act as if he's an angel of light. His demonic minions try to act as if they are ministers of righteousness. But the truth of the matter is they are ministers of darkness because they are associated they are evil, and, and darkness and evil go hand in hand. Um, what else about darkness? Um, darkness in the Bible is also associated with sin, mm-hmm. right? Um, in in um, John chapter 3, Jesus, when he was talking with Nicodemus, he said in verse 19, this is the condemnation <clears throat> that light is coming to the world and men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Mm. Evil deeds are sinful deeds. Evil deeds is sin. And he said that, that men love darkness rather than light. The natural man, our natural inclination is toward darkness, mm. is toward doing that which is wrong in God's sight, especially God's a holy God. And, you know, you know, people who do wrong, they, they do it, they want, they want the cover of darkness, Mm -hmm. right? You don't want it to be seen, right? Even when we were kids, when we did wrong, we snuck a cookie, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. We didn't do it while our parents were out in the open. We waited (laughs) until no one was around and we snuck a cookie. You know, we, we did our things in the dark. Um, those of you who are old enough to remember Flip Wilson, when he did that character, Geraldine, I think, and he used to always talk about what happened in the booth, in the back, in the corner, in, in the, the dark, dark. right? <laughs> See, there's certain things that go on in the booth, in the back, in the corner, in the, in the dark. dark, right? Mm-hmm. That don't happen in the light. See, when we do wrong things, we want it to be covered by the cloak of darkness, which is why when someone comes speaking righteousness, we get upset because they now shine light into our darkness and they expose what we're doing. And that's what Jesus is saying here. He says he's come into the world, but he was a light Mm -hmm. that came into the world. But natural man, which is inclined to do selfish things, prideful things, evil things, didn't want this light to come because it now exposed the darkness, right? And so darkness is also associated with sin. 
Paul in Romans 13 and 12 says, cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. We have to cast off the works of darkness, works of darkness as sinful deeds, and put on the armor of light. Um, in Ephesians 5 and 11, it says that we should have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, mm. right? Sin does not produce any meaningful fruit, amen, no good fruit for certain. Um, so we know then that darkness is associated with evil, it's also associated with sin. A third thing that we know about darkness is that it's associated with condemnation. You know, there are so many references in the Bible. Jesus talked about them where he says that the wicked will be cast into outer darkness where yes. there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yeah. Jesus said that on so many different occasions where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. And we know there that, you know, he was talking about the wicked. Now, I don't want to stop too long here, but I do want to say this, that one, we talk about Satan being a deceiver. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that he deceives people into believing is that you're not so bad. Yeah. Yeah, you're not so bad. You're okay. Mm -hmm. You know, especially for people who haven't accepted Christ. Uh, you're okay. You're not so bad. God, God wouldn't send you to hell. First of all, God doesn't send anybody to hell. Right. It's a choice. Choose you this day whom you will serve, it said in the Old Testament. And we know now that God, you know, wants us to choose his son. He gave us a son, but it's up to us to choose him right. as the way of eternal life. But Satan is a deceiver. And so he wants to deceive people and to be, oh, you're not so bad. Mm -hmm. You know, as a way that, you, you know, you won't be eternally condemned. That's a dangerous trick. Yes. yes right? Indeed. Because I, I didn't want to go here, but can we just spend a few minutes? Because this is so important. I want to go to Matthew 22. Because, see, there is... Jesus said what? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. Right? No one comes to the Father but by me. Where's the Father? The Father's in heaven. Yeah. So if you want to go to heaven where the Father is, you have to go through Jesus. Yes. Mm -hmm. You got to go through Jesus, right? Mm -hmm. um, you have to go through him. Um, and this idea that I'm good enough or I'm not so bad. And why do I say that? Because we had just said that Jesus, when speaking about the wicked, said, you'll be cast into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. And see, Satan will come right behind that scripture and say something like to a person, you're not wicked. Mm -hmm. And most people won't think of themselves as being wicked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not wicked. I don't mm -hmm. do wicked things. I'm not wicked. We may not be wicked from a, from a human point of view where we all know we do some things that are not right. right. But in God's sight, if we don't accept Jesus, his holy son, then we can't come to a holy God. And not accepting Jesus is wickedness. Right. And we need to understand that there's, there's such a thing as a moral sinner. Mm. In other words, there's immoral sinners, people who lie, cheat, steal, commit adultery, murder, right? You know, do that. And then there's other people who go to work every day, pay their taxes, cut their lawn, do nice, good yeah. things, but they don't accept Jesus. They're moral sinners. And, and see, the, the danger is that for moral sinners to believe, I'm not so bad. I'm not wicked. 
But in, in Matthew 22, Jesus told a parable of the marriage feast. You look at verse 2. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king which made a marriage or marriage feast, wedding feast for his son. And he sent forth his servants to call them that were invited to the wedding and they wouldn't come. And he sent forth other servants and he said, tell them who are invited to come. I prepared my dinner. Verse 5. But they made light of it and they went their ways, one to his farm, another to his business, his merchandise. Verse 6. And the remnant took his servants and entreated them spitefully and slew them. They killed them. Mm -hmm. But then the king, when he heard this, he was angry. And it says in verse 7 that he sent forth his armies and destroyed the murderers and burned up their city. Then he said to his servants, the wedding is ready, but they which were bidden or invited were not worthy. He's talking about the nation of Israel that rejected mm -hmm. his son. Right. Now in verse 9 he says, go ye therefore into the highways and bid as many as you find to the marriage. So those servants went out into the highways and they gathered together all as many as they found. Look at this, both bad and good. Mm -hmm. And the wedding was furnished with guests. Now let's just stop there for a second. Both bad and good. <laughs> what does it mean, both bad and good? Jesus said this, why you call me good when that man came? Good master. Right. What must I do to inherit and trade? He said, why you call me good? Because there's only one good, and mm -hmm. that's God. Right? So what do you mean, the bad and good? Right. See, to me, this is, they're all the sinners. Mm-hmm. But some are immoral, and some are moral. The bad and the good. But they both need to be invited to the wedding feast, which is symbolic of the kingdom of heaven. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? They both need to be invited. So they both came and the wedding was furnished with guests. Now watch what happens. Verse 11, the king comes in to see the guests. He saw there a man which had not on a wedding garment. It was, it was customary that the host would provide the guests with appropriate clothing, mm -hmm. with garments to wear. And he came in and he said, there's a guy sitting here. He doesn't have on a wedding garment. So the king says to him, friend, how came it in, 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 in here not having on a wedding garment? And the man didn't know what to say. He was speechless. And look what the king said. He said, bind him hand and foot, take him away, and cast him where? Into outer darkness. Mm -hmm. There should be weeping and gnashing of teeth. What was wrong with this man? Mm. He didn't have on the wedding, wedding garment. garment. What's the wedding garment? It's the robe of righteousness mm -hmm. that we who accept Jesus get clothed in. It's not about whether you're morally good or not. It's whether you got on the right clothes. Wow. You have to have on the robe of righteousness in order to attend the wedding feast. And so this is, we just stop here for a second, only because when it comes to this area of condemnation and darkness, Satan plays games here. And he tries to convince people, that's for wicked people. No, it's for it's for morally upright people who haven't accepted Jesus too. Right. Accepting Jesus Christ is critical, amen. And and if you know someone who's feeling that way, eh, I'm good. I don't, maybe you might want to talk talk to them about this wedding feast, amen. This marriage feast because it it, it breaks it down. Let us know. Yeah. Listen, we got to have on the right clothes. We have to be clothed in the robe of righteousness, and the only way we can do that is we have to except Jesus as Lord and Savior. Okay, so darkness is associated with evil, it's associated with sin, it's associated with condemnation. It's also associated with spiritual blindness, right? Um, I just want to turn real quickly uh, to 2 Corinthians 4 and 4. Uh, I was going to turn somewhere else, but we'll stay here. Um, darkness is also associated with spiritual blindness. 
Um, in 2 Corinthians 4, we can actually look at verse 3. It says, If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, who is Satan, hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So Satan blinds the minds of those who don't believe, right? And so spiritual blindness is associated with darkness, right? Again, Satan, we know, is the prince of darkness, amen? He masquerades as an angel of light, but he's not. Mm -hmm. And he blinds the eyes of them who don't believe, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ um, would shine unto them. Right. And so we know darkness is associated with evil, with sin, with condemnation, and with spiritual blindness. Now let's talk about light. We, we, we saw first and foremost, right, that light is good. Yes. God saw the light. He said it was good. So light is associated with good. Light is also associated with salvation. Um, in, in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2, it says, The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them the light hath shined. Mm -hmm. And that's Isaiah talking about the fact that a Savior was going to come, that the people who were walking in darkness have now seen a great light. And who's that great light? That great light is Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, and that's salvation. Jesus is our Savior. In fact, you know, David said in Psalm 27 and 1, you think about light and salvation, he said, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom mm -hmm. shall I fear? Light and salvation, right? Light signifies salvation. It's the goodness of God. The Lord is the light, is my light and, and, and salvation. And, and Peter, um, Peter even said, right, that, um, as, you know, we being a chosen generation, royal priesthood and all the rest of that, he said that we are to show forth the praises of God who has called us mm -hmm. out of darkness into his marvelous yeah. light. That's First mm -hmm. Peter 2 and 9. He's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And so light is symbolic of, of salvation. Um, uh, when Jesus' parents brought him into the temple, Simeon, who had been waiting for the Lord's Christ to come, he saw Jesus and he said, he said to God, he said to the Father, he said, Lord, let your servant depart in peace for my eyes have seen your salvation. Yes. Amen. Yes. Um, and he saw Jesus, and Jesus is that light that Isaiah talked about, that yes. great light. And when Simeon saw it, he said, let me go now in peace, because I've seen your salvation. Yes. Light is symbolic of salvation. Um, light is also symbolic of Jesus, if we just, Jesus and salvation are the same, and his disciples, because Jesus said, I am the light of the world mm -hmm. in John 8 and 12. He said, I am the light of the world. And he said, anyone who follows me, right, um, you know, that they shall not walk in darkness, right, but they shall have the light of life. Um, and so Jesus is light. But do you know, too, that Jesus in, in the Sermon on the Mount said, ye are the lights of the world, right? Yes. He was talking to us. He said, ye are the lights of the world. Uh, and he said in in um, Matthew 5 and 16, he said, 
Let your light, what? So shine. So shine. Right? That others may see your good works. And so light is associated with good, is associated with Jesus, is associated with good works, is associated with his disciples. And we are children of light. That's how we're supposed to walk, walk as children of light. Now, I'm still in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 because we, we left off there where we said that um, darkness was part of spiritual blindness. And in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, it talked about Satan blinding the minds of them which believe not. But if you actually jump down to verse 6, this will get us to the crux of the matter for today. And that is that light is not only symbolic with goodness and salvation and with Jesus and us as his disciples, but light is also symbolic of revelation, right? right? Mm -hmm. Which is the topic that we're talking about today. Revelation, getting answers, right? Because um, look what it says in verse 6. Satan blinded the eyes of those who believe not. But in verse 6 of 2 Corinthians 4, it said, God commanded the light to shine out of darkness. God, who commanded light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to do what? To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. So Satan comes and tries to blind us with darkness so that we won't believe that Jesus is Lord and that Jesus is Savior. But God, who we saw in Genesis, commanded light to shine into the darkness, has also shined in our hearts to give light, to give revelation of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. Yes. And so, so we just talked about that because we wanted to just... To, to take a moment to say that, you know, when we see the first recorded act of God being speaking light into darkness, mm -hmm. we need to understand that God, he said, I'm the Lord, you know, I'm, I'm the Lord God, I change this not. God is still speaking light into darkness. Yes. And right now, a lot of us are walking in a darkness, not because of the other things we were talking about of sin and condemnation and all that, but of a, of a blindness, of a not knowing what to do. Mm -hmm. That we, we, we don't know what the answer is. You know, should I send my kid to school or not? Should I return to work or not? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the gym is open, but should I go to oh, the gym? Right. Yeah, the salon and the barbershop is open, but should I go to the salon? I haven't seen my family members in a while. I love them like nothing, but should I make that trip? Should I get on a plane? You know what I mean? There's so many things. And people have economic decisions to make because kids have been home more than ever. Yeah. You can't tell me grocery bills haven't gone up, right? Because before they go to school, they, you know, right? But now they're home and kids have this bad habit, man. They want to eat. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? They want to eat. And, and so, you know, grocery bills go up, right? And, and, you know, maybe, you know, there's been some furloughs and some layoffs and money is tight and people are on unemployment. What do right. I do? You know, um, there are so many questions out there. And then, you know, there, there are the questions of, you know, the, you know, as social justice is rising up from the street, you know, good hearted, right minded people want to do something. Mm -hmm. They, they want to know, well, what can I do? You know, but they want to get involved. I mean, there's just so many things where we just need answers right now, right. you know, and the world is spinning. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of chaos, but 
God spoke light into darkness in Genesis, and God is speaking light into our darkness right okay. now. And we have to believe that. And we have to, we have to know that God dispels darkness. He doesn't want us walking in darkness. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, right? Jesus said, you follow me, you won't walk in darkness. You'll have the light of light, right? Um, the psalmist said that, that, the, uh, that the entrance of God's word brings light. Amen. See, God wants to bring light into your situation. He wants to speak light into mm -hmm. your situation. He doesn't want you stumbling around in the darkness, not knowing where to go, right? right. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light right. unto my path mm -hmm. so that you can see exactly where you're supposed to go. Mm -hmm. See where you're supposed to walk. See the things that are dangerous and avoid them. See the opportunities and lay hold of them. See the ideas, right? And let them penetrate your heart. God wants right. us to see and so he's dispelling darkness he's speaking answers into those dark places that we have now a couple of weeks ago we we talked that we, we we referenced deuteronomy 29 29 and there it said that the secret things belong unto god but that those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. Mm -hmm. Now, there's some people who say things like this, that God works in mysterious ways. And, and maybe you've said that, and maybe you believe that. I'm not here to debate it. I'll just say to you, I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it's consistent with um, the Bible that I read and right. you know, we're not, it's not a salvation point. So right. we don't have to, you know, get all angry about it. But, but I just ask you to consider this. If, if, if you've heard it, if you believe that saying God works in mysterious ways. And I just want to say this. Are there some things that God does that we don't know? Yes. yes. Are there some things that God does that we don't understand? Yes. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what you had for breakfast this morning. That doesn't make you mysterious. <laughs> I just don't. I just I don't, know. don't know. What what's she doing in her house? I don't know. She's mysterious. No, she's in her house. I don't know what she's doing. I don't know what he's doing. Right? Mm -hmm. You don't know what I had for dinner last night. That doesn't mean I'm mysterious about it. If you ask me, I might tell you. I might not. But I'm not mysterious. Right? right. So we shouldn't mm -hmm. we shouldn't equate not knowing with the other person being mysterious as right. if they you know. But the other thing with God is there's certain things that he does that we simply can't understand or know because our minds are finite. There are some things that he doesn't share with us, right. just as a parent doesn't share everything with his or her child. You don't, you don't talk to your child about mortgage payments and car payments and all those things. Right. You're not being mysterious. It's just not for them to know. Right. So God, I, I don't like this idea that God is mysterious. And here's the other reason why I don't prescribe to this idea because I think it's 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 potentially a trap right because see if we believe God is mysterious then we could get to a place called resignation where when we come to a place where we don't know or we don't understand we'll shrug our shoulders and says God works in mysterious ways <laughs> right Mm -hmm. So we'll, we don't know and we'll go, oh, right? And, and so we won't push through and we won't ask. God's going to do what he's going to do anyway. So 
God works in mysterious ways, so... And we get to a place of resignation. That's not where children of God are supposed to be. Children of God are supposed to be tenacious. Children of God are supposed to get after it. Jesus said, seek and you will find. Yes. Right? And, and see, one of the things we got to understand from Deuteronomy 29, 29, it says the secret things belong to God. Yeah, there's some things that we're not going to know because we can't understand or they're not for us to know. Jesus said, listen, some of the things I do now you don't know or understand, but you will hereafter. Some of it's just a matter of timing. Right. But it also says that those things which are revealed belong unto us. Well, who does the revealing? Right. God reveals things. And that's the key. So instead of going, well, God works in mysterious ways, so you never know with God, so might as well just let him do what he's going to do. He's going to do it anyway, so right. Right. we shouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. We should focus on this. But the things which are revealed belong to us. Mm -hmm. Who does the revealing? God. So instead of going, God is mysterious, say this instead. God reveals things to me. See, that's the point. Right. See, that that is a word of strength. Mm -hmm. God reveals things to me. Amen. Amen. God's a God who speaks light. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want darkness. He speaks light. He wants to speak light into your life. God reveals things to you. you somebody needs to say that out loud. God reveals things to me. Man, that will settle you in your spirit. Yeah, you may not know what's going on, but when you go into your prayer closet, you go in there with confidence. God reveals things to Amen. me. Amen. God reveals things. Right? Because Satan wants us to not search for anything. Right? He wants us to, to, to not search. You know, um, but, but, but we have to ask, and it's right. given unto us. Mm -hmm. Seek, and you shall find knock and it shall be open and some versions of the bible say keep on asking keep on seeking keep on knocking we're tenacious we're persistent we don't will so no we keep on because god reveals things unto me glory to god amen god reveals things unto me john the baptist said he said a man or a woman can receive nothing except to be given to him from heaven. Yes. Come on, somebody. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is that you and I need, we need answers, you can't receive it unless it comes from heaven. Right. Glory to God. And so, but God reveals things. So, so don't buy into this God's mysterious because now it's going to get you to a point where you'll search to a point. Right. And then you'll just stop because you go, well, that's the mysterious thing. No. You should always say, God reveals things yes. to me. Amen. Because that will that will now give you that impetus to search a little bit deeper, right? Right? God says you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. See, God says you'll find me. You'll find the answer. But when you find God, you'll find the answer that you need. Amen. Because God will shine light into your darkness. And so this idea that God, um, you know, is mysterious. Uh, don't buy into it. It's better to believe that God reveals, right? Yeah. The, right? The things which are revealed belong yeah. unto us. Yeah. Who does the revealing? Amen. God does the revealing. Amen. Mm -hmm. 
the spirit of truth is the Holy Spirit who we have in us. And he leads us and guides us into all truth. He reveals. He Amen. teaches. Amen. Now, uh, in the book of Amos, and all I can tell you about the book of Amos is that it's between Joel and Obadiah. Um, go past Daniel. Go past Hosea. You'll be getting close. And then you'll find the book of Amos. If you find Obadiah and Jonah and all that stuff, you might have gone too far. But in the book of Amos, chapter 3, it says in verse 7, Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servant, the prophets. Right? Surely he will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto the servant. And to the servants, the prophets. This is why it's important, you know, if you have a man or woman of God who's anointed and whose heart is pure and they're humble and they're not looking to make a name for him or herself, mm -hmm. they just want to share the word of truth with you. Man, listen to them. Yeah. Receive from them because God reveals things unto them, right? That's to the benefit, to the edification of the saints. Yeah. Amen. And, and so listen to them, you know. Because God does reveal things to his servants, the prophets. Mm -hmm. But I want to say this to you. There's Old Testament. Mm -hmm. Now, doesn't don't get it twisted when I say there's Old Testament like it doesn't matter. But it's Old Testament. But something else that's in the Old Testament is, you remember the story of Abraham when the three men, men came to visit him in yes. Genesis 18? Mm -hmm. And one of them was the pre-incarnate Christ. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Abram rushed and made them lunch, you know, and um, that's when, you know, uh, uh, the Lord, the pre-incarnate Christ spoke with Sarah in the tent and said, mm -hmm. this time next year, Sarah's going to have a son. And she laughed and 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 uh, and the Lord said, why did you laugh? And I didn't laugh. No, you did laugh. <laughs> you did laugh. Um, Is anything too hard for, for God? Yeah, he said. And then the three men, amen, men, were about to leave. And the Lord said, shall we conceal from Abraham that which we do? Because they were on their way to Sodom and Gomorrah to destroy right. the city. Mm -hmm. Right? But see what the Lord said? Should we conceal? Should we hide? hide. Shall we mm -hmm. keep from Abraham that which we do? See, the Lord wanted to share with Abraham what he was going to do. Mm -hmm. And he told him, I'm going to destroy this city. And that's when Abraham started bawling. Well, what if there's 50 righteous, 45 right. righteous, 40 righteous, right? Um, but he revealed that to him. Mm -hmm. And the Bible in three different places calls Abraham the friend of God. Okay. Mm -hmm. Why is that important? A couple of things. One, because Abraham is our spiritual father. He's the father of the faithful, right? Mm -hmm. If you accepted Christ, then Abraham is our spiritual father. Right, God is our heavenly Father, but you know we're just spiritually descended from right. Abraham. We're part mm -hmm. of His seed. The Bible says in Galatians three and twenty nine that they that be in Christ are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the mm -hmm. promise. But Abraham was a friend of God, and and the, and and the Lord was there with Abraham and said, "I got to tell my friend what I'm doing." Right. That's Old Testament too. But I want you to see something in the New Testament in John, in the Gospel of John. Chapter 15. In verse 13, Jesus says, 
Greater, greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. And how many of you know that Jesus laid down his life? Yes. He said in John 10, he said, he said, I lay down my life. <laughs> he said, no man take it from me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amen. He says, he says, I have the power to lay it down and I have the power to take it again. Right? So Jesus laid down his life for us. And in verse 13 of John 15, he says, greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for what? His friends. Yeah. And then he said, you are my friends. Mm. If you do whatever I command you. And then he says, henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what the Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all things I have heard of my father, I have made known unto you. Mm -hmm. See, that's the heart of God. That quite frankly, we saw it with, with Abraham, mm -hmm. where he said, should I not tell my friend what I'm going to do? Right. Mm -hmm. And now in the New Testament, we see Jesus saying, I call you friends. Mm -hmm. And God speaks to his friends. Yes. He shares things with his friends. That's why, who made that song? Israel Houghton? Yes. I am the friend of God. Yeah. He calls me friend. That's a powerful thing. Amen. And when you get that in your heart and in your spirit, that you are a friend of God through Jesus Christ, and as the seed of Abraham, mm -hmm. then you understand something. Jesus talks to his friends. He talked to the friend Abraham in the Old mm -hmm. Testament. And in the New Testament, he said, you are my friends and I tell you everything. Glory to God. So we, we, we see Amos say he doesn't reveal anything except he does it to his prophets. That's why I said that's Old Testament. Not that it's gone away, but just to let you know, there's a better promise in the New Testament, amen? And that is that God speaks to his friends. But he's always been speaking to his friends, amen? amen. He spoke to Abraham, and Abraham's a friend of God. Jesus said, you are my friend. We are the friends of God. And God reveals things to his friends. God gives his friends answers. Glory amen. to God, amen? God gives his friends answers. That's why, don't get into this God works in mysterious ways. No, God reveals things unto me. Amen, that's a stronger place to be. And I'm a friend of God, and God gives his answers, gives answers to his friends. Amen. Amen. He speaks to his friends, and he gives them answers. Amen, glory to God. Amen, praise God for that. Um. I meant to bring something down with me and I, and I forgot it, um, but that's okay. I, 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 God didn't want me to have it, I guess. I guess I can, is that blaming God if I say that? God didn't want me to have it? God could be up in heaven saying, no, no, son, you just forgot it. Yeah, um, that's true. Amen. Sometimes we, oh, I guess God didn't want me to have it. And God's going, no, you just forgot it. Don't blame me. Praise God. Praise God. But it's in, in Psalm, but my wife got a, a computer. You got a computer or something, right? Mm -hmm. We may need your help. But we're we're just okay. about we're just about done. But I do want to read Psalm twenty five to you. Because in Psalm twenty five, verse fourteen, it says, The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. See, God wants to show things to those who fear him, mm. who reverence him, 
who worship him. God wants to show things unto you. Amen. If that's if that's you, amen. Yeah. He wants to show things to you. He wants to give you answers to your questions. You know, God talks about a day where, you know, while you are yet speaking, he answers you. Yes. Glory to God for that. Amen. Um, in Proverbs 3 and 32, it says that his secret, it, this is what it says in the King James Version. It says his secret is with the righteous. Mm -hmm. But if you see that word secret, it's actually translated his secret counsel is with the righteous. Mm -hmm. God will reveal things unto you that he don't tell other people. Yeah. Glory yeah. to God. God wants to fill your heart with light. God, when God sees darkness, he doesn't comment on how dark it is. He dispels it. Amen. He speaks light. Amen. You know, even in, in, in the Gospel of John, right, it talks about the light that came into the world, right? Mm -hmm. And it said, and the, and, and the light, you know, uh, shined in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Right, yeah. you know that that word comprehended in in other versions said, and that the darkness couldn't extinguish it, that the darkness couldn't put it out. Yeah. See, God wants to speak the light of revelation into your heart that none of the darkness and the, and, and the confusion and the noise in this world can put out, can 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 obscure. He wants yeah. to give you His revealed wisdom, and it says that His 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 secret counsel with the righteous. Real quickly, can you look up something real quick? The, in the Bible, it, it's the message version of um, Psalm 25 and 14. Psalm 25 and 14, the message version. Um, we, we, we're going to get ready to close. And as we do, as, as, as my wife searches, searches for that, I want to turn to Jeremiah 33 because this is how we're going to get started. This is how you're going to get started. So what does it say? The message version 2514, Psalms? God friendship is for God worshipers. They are the ones he confides in. Yes. That that was it. God's friendship God friendship is for God worshipers, mm -hmm. right? He's the one they're the ones that he confides in. Yes. See, God confides in those who worship him. God confides in those in which he has a you know, those who are covenant men and women with him. You're a covenant Man, you're a covenant woman, amen, through Jesus Christ. And God confides things. He tells you things just like the Lord told Abraham, shall I not tell him what I'm going to do with Sodom and Gomorrah? He confides in, in. So this whole idea, he's mysterious, don't buy into that. Say instead, God reveals things unto me. God shares things with me. God confides in me. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Right? God gives me his secret counsel. God shines light into my darkness. So all those areas where I don't know what to do, darkness of confusion and all that, God dispels. When he sees darkness, God says, uh-uh, I got to get rid of this darkness. Yes. And he speaks light. Amen. Glory to God. And light is, is, is revelation. So listen. How do we get started today? Amen. We can get started today getting the answers that we need. Amen. Right? You start today. Again, that foundation. Start. Say to yourself out loud if you need to. God reveals things to me. Amen. See, that puts you in a place now of getting ready to receive. Yeah. You think about someone. You know, it's interesting. 
that in we will look at Second Corinthians chapter four, where it says Satan blinds the minds of those mm -hmm. who don't believe, and then it said in Second Corinthians four and six that God shines light into our hearts. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Satan blinds the mind. God illuminates the heart. See, because God looks at the heart, right? Man looks on the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. But you got to understand, our mind and our heart need to be aligned. Because our mind, the way we think is important. As a man thinketh, and then, right? It's, you know, and, and also, we got to cast down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And Satan, though, wants us to be out of alignment. He wants our heart to be going in one direction and our mind to be going somewhere else. That's why you hear people say all the time that it's the battlefield of the mind when it comes to Satan. See, because you already gave your heart to God. Right. The question mm -hmm. is, where's your mind? Jesus. See, some people's heart is with God. That's fine, but where's your mind? Mm -hmm. Because Satan is looking to blind your mind. See, see, your heart, you go, God is good. But Satan goes, is God really good? <laughs> he wants you to think with your mind something different. Has God really said? Your heart tells you, oh, the grace and mercy of God, I'm forgiven. But, but Satan goes, has God really forgotten that thing that you've done? Right. You know what I mean? He wants to mess with your mind because he wants to get our mind and our heart out of alignment. Right. And those of us who have a car, you know, sometimes your car gets out of alignment, which means what? That sometimes it'll either pull to the right or it will pull to the left, but it won't go straight unless you force it to, but it won't go straight. That's what Satan wants. He wants us to get out of alignment. If our heart and our mind are not in alignment, we're going to go to the left. Yeah. Well, go to the right <laughs> or go to the left. But we won't go straight. We won't take that straight path. Mm -hmm. Narrow is the way and straight is the gate, right? We got to take that straight path, that narrow path yes. with God. Satan wants us to get out of alignment. But God has answers for us. Amen. Amen. And, and that's what we have to know. So start with that whole idea of God reveals things to me. I'm a friend of God. And God tells his friends things. Amen. He he discloses things. What it says in the uh, 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 message, he confides right. in, in, in those who worship him. So how right. are we going to get started? Let that be our foundation. And then let this encourage you too from Jeremiah 33 and 3. It says this, Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee Great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Yeah. That is God's heart right there. Amen. Amen. Call unto me and I will, not maybe, I might, uh, 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 perhaps, I will answer thee. Mm -hmm. And, he didn't stop, and show thee great and mighty things that you knoweth not. Amen. But where does it start? call on me. Amen. That's where it starts. So that's why rebuke this mysterious way stuff. Instead say God reveals things unto me and then boldly go before the throne of grace and call on God. Yes. Amen. Amen. Call on him and call with an expectation that he answers you. Call with an expectation that he will show you things that you don't know. Right. Call on him with an expectation that yeah, I have some darkness in terms of confusion and uncertainty and, you know, just not knowing what to do right now with my kids, mm -hmm. with myself, with my job, with my business, 
with my home, with my ministry, with, you know, whatever the case may be. I got all these things that are darkness and confusion. But know this, that when God sees darkness, he speaks light. Amen. And he gives revelation and he gives answers. Call on me and he says, I'll answer you. Amen. Amen. So get started today. I love God. It's not hard. Mm -hmm. It's not some you got to go to seminary in order to be a child of God, amen, and get and have a relationship. God, just call on me, amen, and I'll answer you. So it comes to getting the answers you need. Know that you have a God who wants to answer you, amen, amen. amen. So we'll stop there today, and we praise God that um, our answers are. They're nigh thee. Amen. 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 They are nigh. <clears throat> and um, we praise God for it. Let's pray today to this God who answers us. Father, we thank you. Yes, Glory to God. Lord, we you, we Jesus. exalt your holy yes. name. And yes, we just God. bless you, God, that you are so good unto us. That you are a God who from the very beginning spoke light into darkness. Yes, and you saw the light and you called it good. And Father God, we thank you that, God, that as you look upon us today, that, God, you are yet speaking light into darkness yes, in those Father. areas, God, where uh, we may not know what to do. It may be the darkness of confusion, the darkness of despair, the darkness of depression, the darkness, oh God, of, of ignorance, God, the darkness of just simply not knowing, God. Father, you are yet speaking light yes, Lord, into darkness giving answers where there are none, showing us great and mighty things that we knoweth not. Father, we bless you, O God, that the Lord Jesus says, henceforth I call you not servants, but I call you friends. We are the friends of Jesus. We are the friends of God. Yes. And Father, you've shown us in your word that you share things, you confide in your friends. And so, Father, we believe that we are positioned to receive from you we say by faith in the Son of God that God reveals things unto us. Yes, and Father, God, we believe that you. as we come before you, O oh God, seeking the answers that we need, that we shall receive light. We shall receive revelation. Yes, we shall receive answers to all of our questions that we may go forth with confidence, not in ourselves, but in the God who has revealed the way that we should go. Glory yes, to God. God. Father, we just thank you and we bless you for it right now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you now for the words that you've spoken in our hearts. Let us hold on to it, O oh God, tenaciously. Let us hold on to it, O oh God. And Father, let the Holy Spirit even speak to us even more yes, and Father. give us even greater revelation on that which you have deposited in us. And Father, may we all begin that process right now of calling unto you. And Father, knowing that as we do, that you will answer us and you will show us yes. great and mighty thank things yes. that we know it not. We thank you, God, that we now are positioned to get the answers we need. And for that, we give you praise. In Jesus', In name. Jesus name, amen. 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 Glory to God. Amen. Amen. God says, I am the Lord God who teaches thee to profit and who leads you in the way that you should go. Amen. Praise God. So believe that God's going to lead you uh, and guide you. And um, go.
go before him today and start getting those answers to you this morning. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you.